Hey guys, at the YMCA Rebuild, we're in the business of reducing recidivism in Victoria, and in no way do we condone criminal activity discussed in these episodes. We support victims of crime and are committed to creating a safer community. Welcome to A Time to Rebuild, the podcast that explores the impact of crime from incarceration to positive transformation and everything in between. Mick Cronin. Mark Wilson. Got through another season. We got there, yes. Um, it's been a yeah, it's been a, a long one, probably a very long time of between season one and two, but um but we got there in the end, yeah. And a different yeah. season. Very different. Very different. Very different for us as well. We didn't realise it was going to turn out the way it did. No. No, <laughs> we didn't. Uh, Until about looking two weeks that before we're gonna launch. That's right. We're lucky that we're able to uh, you know, think on our think on the spot and, and, and move pretty quickly uh, in different directions because yeah season two had always been planned to be released probably around um, March um, or April and we actually recorded all episodes within um, prison but um, as we are finding and still finding um, that process is uh, is a bit longer um, for approval than we had anticipated. So, look, it's it's you know it's um, it's a shame in a way because we've got some incredible episodes. It's also exciting that we uh, hopefully can get to release them, you know, in the next couple of seasons. But uh, yeah, we're still working behind the scenes with Corrections Victoria and still working behind the scenes with GEO Group and in um, just making sure that we can get all them um, episodes approved and hopefully we can get them to release so the the listeners can uh, can hear the stories um, from the people that we interviewed inside, which are which were fascinating. Yeah, absolutely, and it was kind of a bit of a reality check for us. Think so. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think everything was going a bit too smoothly. So yeah, well, uh, you know. A little, little bump in the road but uh i reckon once once we're able to show what we've done i think everyone's going to be i guess yeah really impressed with the stories and um and the depth that we've gone into uh we've come a long way from season one yeah they're different stories than ones in the inside inside because um you know people's headspaces are different you know and we're talking to people now in the community we're talking to people that have been true whereas we're talking to people in the prison that are in it and um, are, are looking for the next stage. So yeah, can't wait to be able to share them. They're really in. They're really fascinating insights um, in, into prison life. Fascinating insights into the minds of, of the prisoners and, and what they're looking to do uh, upon their release as well. So stay tuned for that one. And we're working hard behind the scenes to try and get it done. But you know, it's um, it's just it's just the processes, and and we have to go through them. So we will continue to soldier on on that one. But. What did come out of it was that we we, we um, managed to um, you know produce what we feel I don't know we might be a bit biased Mark but uh, what we feel was a, a really great season and obviously been well received and uh, as well so we, we were able to change a little bit season one we did was more around every young person that we were kind of rebuild and season two we kind of stretched out a little bit and interviewed some people that weren't necessarily um, involved or working with rebuild. Mm, absolutely. I think that's the silver lining in it all, isn't it? It's given us the opportunity to look at other avenues and to reach out to some people. You know, we may not have, we may have missed their story. And I think that's what today's episode's about is like taking away some key, key learnings we learned from each episode. Yeah, key learnings. Absolutely. So probably the biggest learning I learned um, was the intros. 
have been really well received for the two episodes that I've done, Mark, which, you know, I know in the past you've done and kept me away from, but just the feedback on him has been tremendous. Like, I, my phone just was hopping, just saying, like, we need more intros from you. We need more intros from you. So I'm going to have to take uh, what, your for it. <laughs> what's important for you is that you just don't dwell on that too much. You don't get too, you know, uh, protective of it. And just, just share it now and again, because okay. um, I just think that you got to give the people what the people want sometimes, Mark. And that's all I'll say in that one. <laughs> <laughs> you're still not convinced uh, so we're moving on okay. we're moving on <laughs> let's get into it <laughs> so you dwell on that one um, I mean, e- episode one we yes. had uh, Mo and Shamer uh, brother and sister and they went through a lot I, I, I've really took away from that episode especially from Mo uh, that you've got to focus on yourself at some times he was running around doing everything for everybody else of what he thought he was meant to be doing. Yet, I feel that uh, he was never going to get to the destination he wanted to go to. No, no, no. That was it. And look, the other side of that, what I loved about that episode was um, was just the two sides, like a brother and a sister, one walking in corrections and at the time that her brother was actually incarcerated. And and the fact that they didn't kind of, they're, they're, they were living their lives but they didn't know each other's lives. Mm. Um, and even that moment, like that moment where Shamer talked about receiving that call in her workplace and having to step out and take it and then hearing that news for the first time and then everything that unfolded from there about how they, you know, supported each other, but um, how he got through it and, and what it did to the family. It's just, that to me was a, a very unique and rare insight, like to be able to land on two people with two uh, two stories like that, who are brother and sister, and um, we could search for a long, 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 long time, yeah. and we would never get to that. Even if we said, "Hey, this is an episode that'll be great," if we could ever find it, we would never find it. Yeah. It just came to us, um, and and knowing Chamber for so long, it was great to to kind of reconnect with her as well, and and for them to just go, "We want to share our story." Um, it was a great way to kick it off, and, and I know it was um, a lot of people found it really, really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great point. I think going back to what I was saying before about when you're trying to make everyone else happy around you, you're not going to get to the destination you want to go to. Until he started to make decisions for himself, you could see that he could see where he wants to go now. Yeah, he's there. Well, he's in it, you know, And but he's still facing something. Yeah. And this that was the other side of it. Like, you know, it was a really good, what it did was it paints a, a kind of a, picture or it asks a question like what's the benefit if someone's doing so well yeah in, in everything they're doing right now and they change and they're in that they're in that you know moment where they've changed and they're and they're, their life is good they're employed they're doing stuff for charity they're, doing, they're really getting on to what they they're finding their purpose yeah and yeah. yeah. um, and then they have that hanging over them that it might be all taken away from them again and and look we'll continue to follow that story and, and, and so forth and uh but really, um, it was so brave and um, of them to be able to tell it, especially while it was still going on. Like most guests we talk to, a lot of them have been through it and are on the other side of it. He was living it still. So yeah. as he was telling his story, he was telling about what he'd been through, where he is, but what he also what could be facing him again, which is what he'd been through. So it's just, that's what really got me with that story. And also the other side of it was the cultural... Um, overlaying it as well you know yeah. like about the family and how they talked about it and and just their, you know 
how they dealt with it as compared to other maybe cultures would have dealt with it as well. So we were very lucky to have it, and uh, it was um, it was a uh, very generous of them to to share it as well. So yeah, so yeah. Now yeah. I think we moved on to um, to John Jackson, which was a. Uh, which I've known John for a year nearly now, and um, and I've always loved his stories and could listen to him all day. But to be able to interview him and to get that kind of insight into someone that's been in prison for eighteen years in America and as a gang member, and and you know spent four of it in Pelican Bay, which is kind of classes, you know, probably one of the roughest, you know, most dangerous prisons in America, and um, which you'll see in all programs here and everywhere. Um, to have someone that's been through it and, and been in a gang and walked out of a gang, which is again incredible. That I think we're very lucky with that one, um, in the sense of having him to give us our time, and that's why we did a double because we probably could have done a triple or a quadruple with him because he continually will talk about he'll just give more and more and more and more insights. Yeah, absolutely. It was such a big episode. I think without any of the edits or anything like that, we ended up talking for two and a half hours. I just felt so enriched after having a conversation with him. And then it continued, you know, when he invited us to a workshop, an online workshop, obviously, we didn't go over to the States. But um, yeah, and that, and we were, we were thrown in into a workshop with a few other people um, yeah. that was around forgiveness. Again, we were just enriched again with all this information, so. Yeah, we were privileged. We were in there with like um, Katrin Hogue, who, um, you know, with us and four other people, and she led it as well. It was him and herself and, and John led it. And it was, uh, yeah, it was really, from going from that, wasn't it, to an interview to, to into that for me and you was um, was really interesting because it, it puts you in a very vulnerable place. So that was amazing. The episode was amazing. He is a, char- he is a, 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 a character that, you know, or a gentleman that we've known um, is doing an incredible amount of work. And I even was speaking to him just recently, just today, and uh, and they're continuing to just accelerate their work in America with Hustle 2.0. So it's just something to watch because I think they're changing the game um, for gang members and, and for all for incarcerated people in general about how they change their lives around and how they, you know, um, work on themselves um, and, and do good things within the cash, when they're incarcerated to then lead into the community and, and hopefully you know, keep them in the community and away from you know, further incarceration. So, yeah, John's, a, John's amazing insights, very honest, um, straight yeah. to the point. And he's off parole now as well, so he's finished his parole um, and he is now traveling around America, speaking to other people in prisons, um, going to conferences, and um, believe it or not, he just told me he's going overseas for a trip um, to Europe. So there you go. So his life is now in a very different place. But he's someone that we will probably speak to again at some stage because yeah. he's just yeah. uh, such a oh, oh, such a unique well um, store of knowledge that he has. Is just you know he shares it with the world, and if we can, we'd love yeah. to share it with our listeners a bit a bit more maybe down the line. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, episode three took us uh, to having a conversation with Paul. Uh, Paul, we met in Ravenhall. You know, we came, he came in. He first, we first actually met him in the gym, striked up a conversation. He then jumped into our education course, um, and then he got put on to our rebuild team in in Ravenhall, which has been fantastic. Um, he's one of those guys that every opportunity, every bit of advice that comes his way, he just absorbs it and he just yeah, takes it yeah. on. You know. Uh, and you can see that now with uh, with where he is. You know, he's moved he's moved on from rebuild, um, and now working full time supporting his family. It's really it's really good to see. 
Um, that was a really hard episode for me. Um, being a father and having that conversation with him and he's like spent that much time away from his young kids. Um, I was trying to put myself in his shoes and it was just, it was really, it was really tough. That's why I'm so proud of where he is right now. Yeah, it was, um, we recorded, the thing that comes with that episode, we recorded that a long time ago. Mm. So for the listeners, they wouldn't, they would have thought like we're recording these on, they re- we record our episodes at different times. And his was one that we recorded um, back pretty much November when we were just doing season year. one. And, yeah. um, and we liked it so much that we kept it back. And I don't know if you remember this, but initially we were going to do that as um, we were going to bring it out in September. We had planned on maybe having season three out in September when we were originally looking at our timeframes of seasons. And that's all changed, obviously, with, with what's happened with the, with the approvals and stuff like that of some of our episodes. But, um, but he, we were going to do that at Father's Day. We we're going to release that just around Father's Day in September here in Australia, and um, because of the story, but because um, we then had to change season two and, and that we brought it back in. So we ha- hadn't listened to it in a long time. So when we, we did the edit of it and we left it there, so it was already to go. And then when we when I didn't listen to it till it was released, mm-hmm. and I remember driving and listening to it, and I'd for- I'd forgotten how um, powerful it was and emotional around some of them parts. And it was probably one of the episodes that surprised me the most when I listened back to it of how emotional it was because, and I think it's because, you know, if you're a father, I think that probably has a part, like you just said. But a lot of the feedback that I've got from people has been around a lot of that, has been around that episode. Um, and people have reached out and saying that they shed a tear or they were like, you know, they found it really, you know, emotional and so forth as well. I just think it was because it, it was a young person whose two young kids had missed, he'd missed out on like, you know, three years or whatever it was of their lives um, for his first ever kind of crime. Um, and, you know, he doesn't hide behind the fact he's not proud of what he did and all that, but, you know, he can't get them years back. And I think, um, you know, talking about visiting the kids and all, it was, it was incredibly powerful. So a surprising episode that one was um, and one that's got a lot of um, people reaching out and feedback about it just because of the emotional, the emotion that it felt when listening to it. So, and then we kind of, skip on that one we went into the into a little bit of a little bit more hectic of a story with rebecca that's right yeah rebecca it was it was such a different story for us i think a lot of our work at the moment is to do with young males um not to say we haven't worked with females in the past but at the moment it's uh it's predominantly young males and uh hearing her story it was it was incredible you know because it just shows that it doesn't matter what background you come from um, you can find yourself tangled into the justice system. I mean, working in a lawyer's office, uh, things going pretty well with a supportive family, then ending up, I guess, with with the wrong crowd, very cliche term, but, um, you know, just one thing leads to another and it can, it can all, uh, yeah, come. Well, it didn't fall down straight away, I think. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was earning a bit of money um, and that was leading, leading her down a path that was really difficult for her to maintain a normal lifestyle. Yeah. It, she, oh, I, I love listening to her. Like her story to me was just, it was, even when we were interviewing her, she was so to the point, she was so direct and even telling it as well. And, and which is why I really loved interviewing. It's probably the most, we asked a lot more questions, I think to her the most, because she was just given like, she was just, you know, answer after answer. Um, but if you think about it, like her life, it was a story that we captured in an hour, featured her being good at school, going to a law firm, finishing that, drugs, 
um, walking in a brothel as administration, then crossing over and being a walking girl, then from that um, going into crime, and then from that incarceration, from that back out, then on the run, more drugs all the way wrapped around it, lost um, you know contact with, this, with her son, parents took, oh, like it, it just go, it went on and on. It was just hectic yeah. to the point now where she's in a job, she's clean for 12 months, but she's still got a, a way to go. You know, she's connected with her with her son. So what I really liked that story was it was so forthright and honest, but it was still you get the the sense that there's still a bit to go yeah. for for Rebecca, and she knows it. You know what I mean? She when you talk to her, it's like she's just she was just great to interview, and and uh, and I think you know um, it was just a, such an interesting story. And you're right, different one that we've done before, and we want to obviously um, interview more females and, 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 and have more voices of incarcerated women um, as well so that's something that we we're looking at in the future as well but yeah great it was a great episode and and, uh, and she was great what she shared yeah, yeah and not and shy about it either was she like she I remember when she was like nah I'll tell the story I don't I'm, I tell everyone everyone knows it's all out there yeah. I have no reservations and all that which I was just really blown away boy because yeah. you think you know it takes a lot of courage to do that loads of courage like she just was like no I want to help other people and everyone knows what I've done I don't hide it yeah. she doesn't want to hide behind anything so there's a lot to be taken from that but very courageous and, and that because you're just setting yourself up for so much judgement but yeah. she just goes nah I'm doing it and, and that's how she lives her life now and that's why you know her employers know and everyone knows which is just really um, in air walk refreshing in a way to see someone take that and do it so yeah. so yeah um we are yeah she was she was great and i think then we went we moved on to um to our longest serving rebuild participants or employee we went to joe joe good old joe so good old joe yeah yeah which was i just think he's just stereotypical like he's just a typical kind of battle you know he's at that yeah. that battler mentality and you know he's um Made a lot of mistakes, you know, but always you always know him from him. He always has a good heart. He always was a meant well. He always wanted to do well, but he just had, you know, issues when he when he used and issues where he just couldn't stay focused in his employment and and that as well. But his was a good story because it was just like in the in in prison, out of prison, in prison, out of prison. You know, it was a kind yeah. of just the the kind of back and forth. And then Rebuild was always there along the way with him. Yeah. Yeah, and I we always talk about the starting line for people, you know, growing up where the starting line starts. And I feel that for me personally, I've had a supportive family and, uh, you know, went to a good school and then had a good friendship circle. Um, and then hearing his story, you know, where his starting line was, you know, having to work straight away, you know, not even, not even worry about school after, well, pretty much getting into high school. Um, and having to support the family, it's a lot of pressure on a young person. Uh, yeah. And you know, you can see you can see what happens when a lot of pressure um, mixed with mixed with you know different crowds and and drugs. Um, you can see what happens. But uh, he's one of those guys again. Like I love I love seeing the outcome because I met him the first week I started with. Uh, with rebuild, so I was running a sports program uh, in the Roman Center, and he came up and introduced himself. As and he does, as he does, yeah, loves a chat. Seeing him on and off in prison, out of prison, and then in rebuild, and then finally now you can just see the change in him, you know. And that's yeah. 
Um, as someone that works on the front line, that's like the extra pay packet uh, at the end of the day. You know, it's, it's really good to see. And it doesn't happen to everyone. It's, it's really nice. Well, people always ask us about where they you know, sometimes are, what's happened to these young people and so forth. Like when we spoke with his, his is probably more fresh. His it was only a couple of weeks ago that we released it, but he's actually done his induction with that new employer. And I think he's starting within two weeks. So uh, I was actually talking to him on the phone there a couple of um, a week ago, um, and we were having a, obviously having a bit of a laugh and a bit of a joke about everything and 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 that. But he's actually yeah, he's done everything right there, and he's just ready for the next stage. So and as I was saying to him, it's always funny. I always say, like I say, he goes, it's really strange sometimes when you, just, when you walk with young people and you've known it for a long time and you go and it's, it's kind of like I don't know it's kind of like whether you know when they say okay well I'll, I'll see you and you go yeah you will see you. see me and that's and I kind of go you know in some ways I'd like to see you again but I hope I don't see you again because there's a good ratio, there's a good proportion of people that when I see them again means that there's a reason why I see them again and that's to do with the work that we do. So with him, I said, I just, you know, so it's really, that's a strange phone call and a strange conversation I've had with loads and lots of people over the time mm-hmm. is when they go, oh yeah, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing you again. I go, well, probably we don't need to see each other again. Maybe that's the way it should be, you know? Um, but that doesn't mean if you don't walk in the street, you, you always come and see me if your life's good, everything's good's fine. But, you know, it's, I don't want to say like to them sometimes, yeah, I'll see you again because you know that, you know, that, that, that could be in a prison. Yeah. That could be coming to our programs and not that you ever judge it again. You just go, ah, you know, it's more for them. You know what I mean? So, so saying goodbye to him and that and wishing him the best was really strange because it was kind of like, well, I've known him for a long, long, long time. And, you know, he's someone I'll probably will see around, you know what I mean? But hopefully yeah. in a good way, you know, but yeah. at the same time, we kind of, we had that conversation, a joke about it going, nah, mate, we should never see each other again. And that's probably a really good outcome for us, you know? And yeah, so see, we'll keep tracking and, and see where he goes and he'll let us know, but like nothing with the best for him. And, and hopefully, you know, this time is the time that it all changes. It sounds like it does, you know, he's got big plans for marriage and all that, whatever he has, you know, and, and life beyond. So, so good luck to him. And then, um, so then we moved to our last episode, just released just recently, just the last couple of days. And, uh, and that was a big one. And that was with our patron, Paul Rills. Yeah. And what an absolute pleasure that was to sit down with Paul and have a discussion with him, you know, every, you know, regarding, you know, his time coming into the prison, um, but also meeting the young rebuild participants. Um, he's a wealth of knowledge, you know, and, and I guess what I took away from that the most uh, was our comparison and people are going to go, they're two totally different things there, Mark. But uh, our comparison with professional athletes leaving their chosen profession and our young people uh, leaving prison, you know. Um, and he mentioned knowing, you know, and seeing some athletes struggle with that process and that identity. And, I mean, we can definitely testify for young people uh, struggling with that as well. And I think it's about them coming to terms with they're not the same person they were yeah you know a that's right that's right you know playing professional uh sports and being in prison reintegrating back in society is going to be difficult uh for both of those two groups yeah and i think you i remember you he spoke about this and you were speaking to him about it as well about the, the, the structure you know you were yeah. both talking about it about that which was which is so spot on like you know your structure after you leave sport your structure and that's why so many people don't you know have to have difficulties and you know sporting is especially like if you do something for all your life and and that's what you've been really good at and that's what you've been revered for and then suddenly it stops and you don't have the next chapter you know you don't know what that is then 
how many sports stars have you seen get you know do make silly decisions or yeah. go down the wrong path and so forth? That's not sports; it can be anyone. But but you're right; there is a lot of similarities. And what was really good with talking to Paul was he understands what we do, mm. and you know, and for our listeners, you know, I'm hoping what comes across in that episode, you know, because um, we have our listeners sometimes want to listen to the young people; they want to hear a bit more gritty stories, whatever. whatever. But we try and make sure that they get a, a picture of of all of it. And, and someone like Paul to be an advocate for the work that we do. When we interview him, and any time he's been at our events, or any time he spoke with me uh, to businesses or whatever, like I don't feed him with anything. Like I don't give him like any words or anything, whatever. What you hear from him in that interview is what he feels, you know. And as a patron, I think that's really, really important because, you know, you you, you want them to say what they feel, what comes from the heart, and what they believe in, because that's what makes a good ambassador and a good patron. And that's why he is um, so generous with his time, and and why you know he comes and speaks at events and does all that because. He actually can see the good in it, you know. He sees yeah. what it is. He's been to the prison. He's visited that. He spoke to people in there. He just doesn't sit back. He 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 likes to 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 be involved in it as well. So that's why I think the the conversation was really interesting. What the parallels between sporting world and second chances? Yeah, like how many people in the sporting industry have second chance? And he made some really good points. I think one of the things I was thinking about was, you know, how people feel that sometimes you know when a sporting person does something that they need to be punished and they're kind of happy in them being punished but they don't understand behind the scenes that there is so much work going into that person to try and educate them to not make that mistake again and then there's the other element of it which is the whole media player as well you know and that would be really hard could you imagine like some very young people have been high profile and they have been media but can you imagine if the the smaller people have committed a couple of crimes and are on that pathway and then suddenly it's blown out to everyone to see so everyone knows about it and then you got to deal with trying to help them while everyone knows about it. So it, it was just, I just found it really interesting. And of course, you know, his stuff on leadership and, and that really rings true with us because we look for businesses to be leaders and have good cultures because they need to have good cultures in the organizations we work with for our young people to succeed when they go there and are employed. So I think his views on that are really, um, are really interesting. I've been in some of his workshops and, it's just, it's great. Like, obviously, he brings it around to football and he's been at this real, like, high level. He's the premiership coach. He's been in grand finals two of the year. Like, he's been a losing premiership coach and a, and a winning premiership coach. He's played, like, like 365 games of AFL. Like, he's revered in that, in that, in that, um, in the sporting sector and in the media sector. So, um, it was great to sit down with him and uh, it was interesting to find some stuff about him like as well. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I think down the track maybe we'll, you know, we'll have him in again at some stage. But, uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully it came across to the listeners. But that was really good. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then, you know, what else is that's that? Then it's just me and you, Mark. It just leaves us in this episode. So, um, you know, I suppose we ask any questions like, well, like, is there anything that you kind of surprised you about this season? Is there anything that surprised you about, you know, um, yourself or any big learning about what we're doing? Because remember, this is only our second season of this podcast, so sometimes we just need to rem- remind ourselves of that. You know, yeah. we're not being we're not been doing this like for a thousand se- a thousand episodes, a hundred episodes, two hundred episodes. We're still very fresh. So, what was your big takeaway? Yeah, I think yeah, open a lot of people that are listening. Um, are with the content. I think I remember having a meeting with you before we even started episode one and thinking, you know what, like we might get some bad feedback from people um, just in regards to the content and just in regards to some people's opinions of um, you know, not giving second chances. And it really hasn't been like that. It's been really positive. 
people are enjoying what we're doing. Um, and the reach as well, I think. Uh, we've hit 17 countries now, which is pretty cool. We just had our first listener from Ghana, so shout out to... Uh, shout out to Ghana. Shout out to our Ghana listener. But um, but yeah, so it, it's it's... It's been amazing, really, the feedback that we're getting, and it's it's really positive, and that's the whole purpose of it. You know, the the whole purpose of the podcast is to show that side that gets covered up, show the people that you know, that are that are talked about in the media uh, very differently. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just stoked with how it's been received, uh, and I'm really excited to go, I guess, bigger and better. Yeah, that's right. Like I'm really proud. I'm proud of season two. It's it's a little bit different. We broadened out a little bit, and and you know it wasn't what we'd planned. So to get our heads into it and go that way, I think we've you know it, I'm really proud of what we've been able to to put out there, and I think they're really you know good, strong, um, educational, inspiring um, episodes as well. So and yeah, we'll 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 go. Um, we're already dreaming up what we could do next, and obviously we have this sort of side where we have all these episodes in 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 you know, behind the walls of prison, which we know are going to be a whole different level for our listeners and, and for people as well. So I think, you know, I, I kind of agree with you. Like I'm, the big takeaways for me would, would have been on that as well as that it's been so warmly received and and people are so interested in, in, in you know, listening to these people's stories, but also very supportive of them. Like I've got a lot of people that have reached out and, you know, um, through many social media platforms and, and have sent a message and said like, uh, really hope they do well or I wish them and even people saying I wish them the best I wish mm. these, you know I wish Paul the very best or I wish you know um, you know Joe the best like it, it, it that blows me away sometimes what I would love though is anyone that's listening to this is I would love if they put more comments in as well and I don't mind if the good the bad or whatever like but you know it would be great to, to receive a few more comments I know people do leave some but it's um, the more comments we get the more then it can kind of shape a little bit we kind of look at them and we can kind of go okay what direction or what's going well or you know as well because you know we're always looking at the next thing and open to learning as well so I think next season we'll probably you know go away and think what we're going to do with season three which mm. um, we have ideas Um but I do like the, I do like the fact that we went overseas as well to John Jackson. That was one of the the great things to do, and I think it opened us up a little bit to saying, okay, well, who else out there can we kind of have a chat to from you know maybe different countries and and see what the systems are doing there and, and what they're doing in regards to recidivism and, and programs in prison and so forth or social yeah. enterprises in prison. So so maybe that's something that we'll we'll touch on a little bit as well. But you know, one of the biggest things, Mark, was that of the season was that you know you were very very selfish near the end of uh, the uh, the season you left me high and dry for three weeks and um, while you went off and had your uh, second child so extremely uh, selfish yeah, I don't know why selfish. I did that in the middle of a season I told you I told you the time frames and I said you need to stick to this Mac this is business here now you know you know that's you can't mix the two so we gotta just make sure we have you on deck at all times but now nah, all jokes aside <laughs> Congratulations, and I know that was. And for all the listeners, um, they would not know this, but um, some of them episodes that we were recording, we were, you know, your um, your wife was very much ready to um, to give birth, basically, and go into labour, and we were kind of like at any time in that week or them days. And I remember we were like saying, like, can you do this? And um, if we go in, we were, t- we were trying to do an event in the prison, remember, we, and we were yeah. thinking, like, who has the phone? How can we get this announced if it happens? Who's going to be able to go? So I, like, 
big shout out to you for for you know the work that you did around that and big shout out um to your wife and your family as well for allowing you to do that as well because um you know it was a uh, it was touch and go there for a while where we were doing recordings yeah, as well because we were pushing towards to getting the, the season out so and congratulations as well oh thanks very much uh he may have even um appeared on this podcast because he's been screaming for the last half an hour and just hear <laughs> faintly in the background so. yeah so well it's better than the sounds of uh you know i've had dogs and stuff like that in the background because because the other thing is we've been recording this at the moment we're recording this true it's in our fifth lockdown in melbourne um so we've uh one of the other things that we faced with a couple of lockdowns as well we've had um, in between the season which is pretty standard now um for us so yeah <laughs> it's standard it. every couple of weeks we go into a lockdown and it shows it up a bit but you know a, you know a big shout out to everyone that's been through that as well and continues to be through that as well especially in the social enterprise sector as well of all the mm. people that are kind of peers and that and people that i've known and, and, and small businesses as well who are some of the people that take on our young people and um, who are greatly affected by it as well just you know we're we're looking in rebuild that we've been able to continue walking in through this you know through the lockdowns because of the, the 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 work that we do the industries that we're in but you know it doesn't it doesn't go unnoticed and, and that that there's a lot of people that are kind of you know doing it tough as well so hopefully when we do season three we'll uh we'll be hopefully no more lockdowns might become a thing of the past but we'll won't hold our breath but what do you want to see in season three mark what do you think the listeners want to see in season three more yeah, of me well, less of you less of you less of me more of you maybe yeah, probably <laughs> nah i look i would with with some of the people that have been listening, I uh, I jumped the gun a little bit and told them how much we've been recording in the prison. So I think they're going to be eager to hear those episodes. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm really excited to uh, yeah get some episodes with with some themes around them, you know, and get yeah multiple multiple people on the one episode to really give that uh, education on on certain topics especially surrounding the justice system and why people end up in there yeah um absolutely because absolutely. it's not just one thing you know a lot of people might just go oh yes it's the ice epidemic that's been in melbourne for how long it's not it's a lot of the issues that our young men face um and women uh will appear in their lives um from a younger age uh and they're multifaceted i hope that's yeah. a word Absolutely. But, um, <laughs> it is now. Uh, do you want me to have a crack at it and say it? Multifaceted? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to yeah break down the layers um, of, of why people end up in prison. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, and I think just from conversations that we've had with people that haven't had anything to do with the justice system is a lot of them think that it, it's just for a certain demographic of people prison, um, which it's not. No. Uh, so that's something that I'm looking forward to unpack uh, in the in future episodes to come. Yeah, I reckon so. We keep pushing it out. We keep telling the stories, not just from young people, but like from the people in this, you know, uh, that walk in the sectors or walk across different departments, whether it's, you know, from one side of it could be police, it could be magistrates, it could be judges, it could be, you know... Um, people the young people in the prisons it could be as, as we say people that walk in prisons we don't want to just you know um just put it always down to a you know a young person's story we know that's the nucleus of it we know that's what you know is the heartbeat of it but um certainly around that we can we can explore different 
um, views and that as well. And challenge, really, it's about challenging our views and challenging um, some of the viewers' views. And, and it doesn't mean that, you know, you have to agree. It just means that it's putting out there as a question, you know, yeah. or, or maybe it made you think about something. And if we can if we can maybe stop people a little bit in their tracks a little bit now and again and go, I never saw it that way, but now I do, I can kind of, yeah, maybe I probably... Yeah, a bit harsh on that, you know, or I wasn't really understanding. If we can do that, I think then, you know, um, we're kind of succeeding a little bit in what we do because, you know, we're not here to give, as we were just talking about this before, we're not here to give you a heap of facts. We're not here to tell you that this percentage of this or this percentage of that. That's not what we're about. We're storytellers um, in a sense. We're trying to give a platform for people to tell their story, give their side, and just, you know, challenge challenge your kind of mindset around things, you know? That's for all of us. And if, and that's really where the podcast goes. And in the means, and, and doing that, we get a lot of young people to tell their story to help others, which is why they mostly do it. Most young people come on and our guests come on because they want to share their stories because they believe it can help other people. And I believe it is. Um, so we'll continue to go down that path and we'll go away and we'll uh, start to work on who's our next big guest. But listen, if people want to put stuff in the comments as well on, on, on what kind of things they'd like to hear, you know, what kind of episodes, what, what interests them, then we'll definitely take that on board because uh, we look at the comments and we see that and we, we would be able to, to maybe look at, you know, a, a certain episode or a team of an episode that might, you know, might be something that you would like to hear about. And if we can do it, then we'll certainly, you know, look into doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and you can hit us up, emails in the in the notes below. Also, our social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, uh, we're all there. So, well, hopefully, won't be as long away as we were the last time, Mac, because we're not going. To, as we say, we do learn, um, and we will be recording another season, um, regardless of whether we're waiting on the one that comes out of prison. That will the one that we've done in prison will be there. Will be released pretty much. You know, straight away when, when yeah. we get the approval. Yeah. But um, but in the meantime, we're going to go and record another, another season in the next, you know, month or so. But thanks to everyone who listened. And, um, yeah, and, and we look forward to being back with you again very soon. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. There is more to rebuild than just the delivery of commercial maintenance. We also have an online shop selling a variety of handcrafted wooden products made by me within our, our custodial and community workshops. We have fold-up desks, planer boxes, toys, chopping boards and chess boards and the one-of-a-kind raising boards, mate. Made by me, so get some of them. Each product represents a story and by purchasing any of these quality products, you'll be directly helping rebuild, create employment opportunities and in doing so, ensuring that as many stories as possible having a positive ending. Have a positive ending. Yeah. Mate, don't worry about this last bit. Just get the grazing boards. So please visit www.rebuild.org.au next time you want to buy with a purpose or poipus. If anything in today's episode has raised any issues for you or someone you know, head over to our website for a full list of services that may help at ymcarebuild.org.au under the podcast tab. A way of helping us is to subscribe Share with friends and leave a review. If you want to take that next step, hit up our online store where you can purchase handcrafted wooden products. If you're sitting there going, I want to do everything I can, get a quote for facility maintenance needs at your business. We're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and our website, www.ymcarebuild.org.au. This podcast was produced by Mick Cronin and Mark Wilson. Editing done by Mark Wilson.